You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. Folks, the regular season is done. Andrew, what did we end up at as far as our uh, points predictions, dude? Uh, one point short. Yeah, and you know what? That's going to happen when it's throwing out Providence at the end of the season. Didn't expect that to be a throwaway game, but there was nothing on the line, and I think it was the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. You know who didn't think it was the right call? Who? Peter Laviolette. <laughs> he wanted to play as many fucking people as he could. I fucking He's just like the ultimate heel for this podcast, man. I fucking hate that dude. We're fucking real. Like I, it was, it was a perfect Laviolette arrogant move to just to bring every, to just bring all the starters in against a team that left $65 million in their cap space on the bench. Yeah. (laughs) That was $65 million that didn't play for the Bruins last night. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to uh, ask HT from, Caps chirp because we're gonna have him on here in a couple minutes. Hell yeah, dude! Just see see what he thought about not resting certain players. I know that they obviously rested a few. I don't think Oshie played and and whatnot, but uh, Oshie didn't play. Samsonov Samsonov's their backup. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuznetsov is busy being an idiot, so yeah. <laughs> I think he's in COVID protocols. I think the only person that didn't, the only player that didn't have some sort of mitigating circumstance that didn't play was CJ Oshie. Yeah. Everyone else played. I think Bruce Cassidy saw that and was like, okay, pound of flesh kids. You're probably not going to see the ice much for the next six months. So yeah, there was this a is couple an on the job evaluation for next yeah. season, by the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of guys who were particularly physical. Uh, Char got fucking sent down <laughs> by a guy who was a foot shorter than him. Fucking yeah. Oscar Steen belted yeah. the guy. <laughs> Good physical play, man. That's that's what we want to see out of this team. And mm-hmm. the kids got their opportunity to uh, jump in. And mm-hmm. I'll take it, man. Uh, and sadly, sadly, we only lost by one in that game. <laughs> it was actually it was actually a decent game. I was on the I was on the uh, Slapshot Sweethearts uh, live stream for that game, and I found myself really invested by the third period because I was like, you know, I'm just gonna just kind of half watch half watch and fuck around with the girls. Mm-hmm. But the third period, I'm just like. When Steen hit the post, I was really, I was, I was rooting for them hard because you know the the longer that they survived in that game, yeah. the more I was like, they're gonna fucking do this, yeah. aren't they? The longer they survived, the more interesting it got. It was, mm-hmm. I was expecting to only watch a little bit of that game and walk away, and I ended up watching a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, one of the stories that we have is, uh, so this is a tough call for me. Um, there seems to be two, uh, different bits of information that have been coming out about this Mm -hmm. after the game. Cassidy said it was an upper body injury the day after he said it was a conditioning, a, a conditioning issue that cash that Kasha got blown up basically. Yeah. yeah and it's kind of contradicting and that's the confusing part. Yeah. And that's very unlike Cassidy. Is the, this... the only thing I can think of is like, there's, there's no, it, there's not really like a general designation to say like, Oh, this guy's not fit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like you right. kind of have to play within those parameters. So they probably just threw a designation on it and just said, uh, this is what it is. But when it's somebody with the concussion issues, when they said uh, upper body injury, my heart sank. Because, yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. But I, I can understand, uh, Dominic Tiano of the, uh, scouting post made a really good point. You, he was skating for two months, which, you know, he probably thought that his conditioning was up to snuff, but when you get into a game situation like that, the only way that you're going to simulate a game situation is a game situation. Yeah. So, yeah, you can skate probably- as hard as you want and do all kinds of loops and run your drills and all that bullshit. But mm-hmm. uh, game speed and game physicality is a completely different thing. There's, there's just, there's no way around it. He looked great in the first period, but then you could tell that he was losing some steam towards the end, and that yeah. was probably what happened. Yeah. And then they gave him that they gave him the upper body designation, and every and there was a hit that happened. Um, I think it was uh, Clutterbuck uh, came up high after a shot, and he popped right back up, but yeah. then and played a couple more shifts. But it was that plus the upper body injury designation, and everybody was everybody was either was either feeling really bad for the kid, or piling the, on, <laughs> or piling on. Yeah. You know, to, to your point last week, fuck some portions of this fan base, man. Like, like if if your reaction to Kasha is any variation of "I told you so," reevaluate mm-hmm. your fucking life as a yeah. person. Yeah, it was it was disappointing to see that. Unfortunately. Uh... And I don't think it was a, a, a large majority or anything like that. Like, I don't think it was a lot of people, but a lot of people wanted to sound smart and say, well, this is, this is what happens. Blah, blah, blah. It's just, he's soft. Yeah. And you know, the guy's had four confirmed concussions, which means he's probably had more. Yeah. And he's, he worked his ass off to at least get to a point where he can actually contribute to this team. Yeah. And like I, I love what Kasha brings. I love the skill that he has. At what and I hate the idea of telling somebody when to retire. Yeah. Same thing with Kevin Miller. I have said the same thing about Kevin Miller. When do you say, not today, kid? Yeah, quality of life and all that yep, stuff. Yep, exactly. So, so I mean, the hope is that this isn't a concussion thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's fans do not have a leg to stand on when it comes to telling somebody that they're fucking done and all that shit. Absolutely. And honestly. Not for nothing, dude. Like that that small portion of the fan base that was being basically dickheads about the situation and whatnot. It's we get it. But the dude is ultimately he's doing it to come back and play for the team that you fucking follow. The team that you want to see make a run and preach, my man. That's his job. It's just like you're it, the the amount of like self-loathing that happens in this fan base is it's like you're you're wishing ill against 
your own fucking team. It's it's just bananas to me. I like some of this fan base. It just makes it just fucking brutal. So like, stop honestly, like, against stop rooting against people who like you can be you can call out certain aspects of the team and you know be like, hey, I'm not happy with this guy's play. I'm not happy with that guy's play. But stop actively rooting against those who play for the team that you root for. It's yeah. fucking it's fucking ridiculous, and it makes you look like a child. Yeah. And it doesn't. It's it doesn't. I promise you, ESPN is not going to hire you. I promise you, <laughs> FS1 is not going to hire you, bro. Or, I live, I live five minutes from ESPN headquarters, and they are not going to hire me. I've sent in applications many of times over the last two. Dude, years. they just let go of Kenny Maine. They're not going to hire yeah. Eddie three six one two four nine 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 Bruin fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's brutal. But, your hot takes ESPN ain't gonna fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's honestly that's the only disappointing thing to come out of the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hasek appears to be done. Mm-hmm. Hasek, Jesus Christ, Halak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a hell of a Freudian slip. I hope you. I was that. Or part of the reason that I'm excited about getting into this postseason is because I think that we have a pretty good goaltending situation. Oh, and I was yeah. just reading on past goaltenders, so Hasek was on the brain. Man, I would fucking love to have somebody like that <laughs> on the team. But he, uh, Halak, have Dominic Hasek now be our third string yeah. goaltender. <laughs> Halak is uh, no disrespect to him. He's been a great player for the Bruins. He's a great professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's gonna go somewhere and continue an excellent career. He's not he's not Dominic Hasek. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, but uh, but he was one. He's the 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 best one be in the business, and he got rightfully usurped by yep. a guy by a kid that was only really beaten on a real fluke with two yeah. seconds left. It would a bummer way to end that game, but oh my god! But just Off so just so we're all clear, yeah. We all saw that Providence hung in there mm-hmm. with pretty much, <laughs> pretty much the entire capital team. So yeah, that was a ske- that was a skeleton crew. And you know what? I'm, pr- I'm, I'm, I'm you got to be proud for a lot of those kids. Yeah, like I think that um, a couple of them worked their way into the front of the line for the conversation for some of the bottom six spots that are going to inevitably open up next mm-hmm. season. Yep. Oscar Steen and Cameron Hughes were two guys that really stood out to me. What do you, do you, do you have any, do you have any players that stood out to you too? Uh, I mean, nothing, nobody specific, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. Steen, obviously because of that big hit uh, mm-hmm. on Chara, all of a sudden you were looking for his number on the ice when it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I was, I was trying to pay as much attention to the defense as possible because I, I tweeted out long before the game that I didn't want to see any slander on, uh, on Swayman if, if the team got lit up because they were putting out mm-hmm. a nothing crew, but then the nothing crew kind of stood up. Like mm-hmm. obviously we got outshot and there wasn't perfect play defensively and everything, but that there was a lot to like in that game from Swayman. And uh, there was a lot to, it, it wasn't a perfect game, but there was a lot to like about the the front 18 for those, for, for the Bruins because yeah. they made them earn every inch of ice, which is what you got to do when you, when you, when you let's, call a spade a spade here when you lack skill NHL skill that was not an NHL lineup that was out there no so you know do the slap shot thing hit him let, let him know you're there and that's Some, exactly what they did yep everybody hit everybody that's all that exactly matters. exactly and, and not for nothing like I'm I am glad that the team came out unscathed mm-hmm. 
and and that includes both teams really i'm glad that the capitals didn't take a stupid injury or anything like that that's going to affect or become an excuse in this series because this is going to be a really good series and this is what me and you have been asking for for the last couple of weeks we thought that this was the better matchup yeah. i heard last night on the uh i was able to listen to a little bit of your appearance on the live cast for slapshot sweethearts shannon made the comment that she thought that the islanders were the uh scarier team that i don't think necessarily now but at the beginning of the season man we definitely talked about us not wanting to run into the islanders in the playoffs but Mm -hmm. they're the team three months ago or really pre-deadline pre-injury anders lee changed everything for that total totally different team and i think that team's out fairly quickly Mm. i think that's gonna be do you think pitts you think pittsburgh's gonna punch him in the mouth i think they're gonna run him straight up islanders might sneak one away trots Mm -hmm. might trots and uh and steal one but uh Speaking of trots, man, hmm. tie game pulling the goalie. <laughs> I kind of fucking loved it though. Man. I, I, what did he have to lose? Honestly, there. I have been <laughs> watching. I have been watching this sport for twenty-seven years now. I've never seen that before in my life. I've seen I, it once, and that was uh, it was NHL '96. I think I was about thirteen years old, and I pulled the goalie to try to. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be the only time I've ever seen it. <laughs> EA Sports. It, it's it's it was in the game. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and you know, it was a brilliant move. Um, uh, Ty did them no good, and they had to play it like they were down one, and mm. they did. So, yep, good on them, but good on Taylor Hall for the way that he ended that one. Jesus Christ, man! Are you pregnant? Like, because yeah. I because I, I am. After that, holy fucking shit! He's played. Off the top of my head, I think he's played f- 14 or 15 games. 16. 16 games? 16 games, yeah. And what does he have? Eight goals and like another six assists, seven assists? Like 14 points there. in 18 games. Uh, 16 yeah, games. 14 yeah. points in 16 games, yep. That's honestly, that's better than what we thought. Is that we good? Thought, I think that's good. I think that's pretty good. And it's it's more than what we predicted a few weeks ago when the trade actually went. I mm-hmm. said like we can't expect him to be a point your point per game player and he was a point per game player. Oh, Jesus I, mean, I don't expect him to score ten goals. The dude scored eight, and not for nothing, dude. The smile on his face, the the energy that he's been bringing, and stuff like that. Like he doesn't have the sad puppy face like he did the day he got traded, and he was he was somebody took my smile type shit. And you know, what <laughs> Shawn I mean? Michaels, nineteen ninety seven. Fucking, right? I lost my smile. Yeah, but like <laughs> he he kind of had that way about him, and it's back in a big way, and. Do you hear some of his comments? Oh, dude, he's motivated as fuck. He is. He has bought in wholesale. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful to watch. And then he was on a roll, so he kind of went to bat for Jack Eichel, too, which was pretty cool to see, too. <laughs> yep. But yeah, a motivated Taylor Hall is a dangerous Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it, it pads our, our scoring. It makes the team just that little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So in general, and Lazar getting involved with some offensive production the last couple of games has been great to see. Mm-hmm. Our, I feel a lot better about our secondary scoring. I feel good about our goaltending situation. I feel good about the way that Cassidy has pulled the right strings, pushed the right buttons. We just need, uh, I would love to see a little bit more out of Pasternak come in. Mm-hmm. If we, Richie has had an exceptional year compared to what we thought he would have. Man, we got to go back and just play that first episode where you just trashed him, and I, 
I think I was actually slightly more optimistic about the dude. Just you were a little more optimistic. I believe your exact quote was, I hope we don't have to talk about Richie and that would be that would be a success or some, something to that some, effect. Something to that effect. Yeah. Just basically saying he's not hurting us. Mm-hmm. I don't think he hurt us at all. He's positive and, and they gave him the A last night, which was a nice little nod. I think, yeah, I think you might totally. have even tweeted that out. Yeah, totally. Uh, so a lot of, lot of positives, man. Mm-hmm. And we're starting this... Uh, Starting this series Saturday mm-hmm. in Washington. How do you feel about this series? I mean, we're about to we're about to speak just any minute now with uh, the troll from mm-hmm. Caps Chirp. Uh, I'm making it easy right now. The season season series was four two and two for the Bruins. Yeah, so slight edge. Mm-hmm. If that continues, if if that translates to a seven game series, we win it in seven. I'm with you on that. I I I think I, I think this series goes seven. I think I would be shocked if it went anything less than seven. I would also be shocked if if that not by game five people are starting to take swings at other people's faces. There's going to be some intense bad blood. It's been percolating all year. I think the I think the Bruins have an advantage in nearly every category. I think there's a slight edge in defense to the to the Caps. But I feel good about it. I think Cassidy's a better coach than Lavi. That's not just that's not just me piling on the heel. I think Cassidy is a top five, top three to five coach in the NHL. Lavi can kick fucking rocks. <laughs> um, it's going to be really close. Um, our top six versus their top six is going to be a hell of a match. Yep. I saw a stat actually um, last night that. Five on five, the Bergeron line and the Ovechkin line have played 27 minutes against each other, five on five, all series. The Bruins outscored them six to nothing. So it's going to be, it's going to be a knockdown drag out fight. And I see, I see Boston moving on. I see the Bruins taking this one, but they're not going to be unscathed. So once again, we're going to be joined in just a, a few seconds here by Hockey Troll, who is one half of an excellent Washington Capitals podcast. We've had him on the podcast earlier in the season. Great insight, luxurious voice. He definitely, he definitely has <laughs> the best podcast voice of any guest that we've had. Yep. So I'm excited to hear his in, uh, his his takes. I am making an edict right now. Let's keep the Tom Wilson to 30 seconds. Yeah. Once yeah, Tom Wilson is mentioned, I'm putting on an egg timer. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, his, his takes genuinely are balanced for the most part. Like obviously mm-hmm. he has some level of troll in mm-hmm. him and he has some level of Homerism, but we all kind of do. Sure. Uh, but smart hockey guy. So I'm excited to hear what his takes are. get his mm-hmm. prediction here. Uh, I think me and you are both on the same page. I believe that, Boston has just enough edge to to get through this. I would love to see it in six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saying seven. I think six is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really comes down to these first two games, though. Right. Like who sets the tone and how is this defense su- is gonna is gonna step up in front of Duke. Because, is it successful if it's a split? Uh, I would say yeah. Mm-hmm. I would okay. say yeah. I think it just in general. I think the this series is going to be a split, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, and my hope is that we get through this because I believe that this team may have what it takes to make at least a decent deep run. 
before uh, Hockey Trolling comes in, I want to get your take on this. Um, I asked this, I asked um, Shannon this last night, and uh, Papa Bruin, who was also a guest on the on the on the live stream. Considering everything that will be happening in the off season with all the cap space and all that, is this a cup? Is this year the cup or bust year? No, or is that next? No, year? I've just simple. Simply said, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, depending on what happens with Tuca mm-hmm. at the end of this year and contract and everything else, or if he's going to retire or whatever the situation is, which I don't believe is the case. Uh, I think I think no, next I year. Next year, and and we've said this previous on the podcast, like uh, what Sweeney does this year, like this coming off season with this cap space, mm-hmm. is is going to be kind of a make it break it time for him. But also, I think that's that's where we're going to start seeing the window become a little bit more present. I think the mm-hmm. the window is the window's there, like we're we're on the cusp of it. But that's that's kind of where I'm at mentally on that situation. I don't Same. I don't think that this is it. Same. Can you guys hear me? Oh, there's those dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, dude? What's up? What's up? Um, doing good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm so excited that you're back on this podcast. Over the course of this past year, you, I would probably say t- top three. Top three guests. Wow. And and we've probably had like seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in the top, you're in the top 50 percentile. Like, that's not too bad. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I think that for as far as records go, um, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. It, <laughs> overall life performance, top fifty percent, is a win for me. That's it. Uh, Polly too. I'll speak for him. That's definitely a win for Polly as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're excited to have you guys on here, and we kind of we kind of had a feeling this would happen when we talked just a few couple couple weeks ago that these two teams would probably be meeting in the playoffs, and here we are, first round. And uh, yeah. these two teams are t- very different than they were the first time we guys we we all talked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how you, how do you feel about this team coming into this weekend start? The Caps? Or yeah. What's where's where's your nerves at uh, right now? Um. Fuck, dude. You know I'm the <laughs> ultimate, right. I'm the ultimate homer. Like I will never I will never naysay the Washington Capitals. Uh, no matter what, and I I will I'm gonna lose. I may lose bets this year on it uh, for more than money pride. (laughs) Um, But the, the thing is, is I, the heaviest oldest at one point, deepest team in the NHL is now a fucking walking bandaid. I don't know where these injuries came from. I mean, the Backstrom injury is, was out of left field. Nobody, nobody knew. He didn't leave during a game. He was fine. And then he wasn't. I have, I, I like the, the fan in me wants to think that this is just a big ruse. This is just a false sense of security. Playoffs happen. Caps are out in full regalia. And yeah, he comes out like fucking Willis Reed, <laughs> you know, running around and like he was in the beginning of the season. Like he looked like he'd, he'd shed, you know, I said it looked like he'd shed five years. But um, I, oh, dude, I mean, if the roster 
stays this way. I mean, having Ovechkin back as he did play in that last regular season game is amazing, right? That's great. Uh, the complexion of the team just changes. And, and it's crazy to, to think of a team that has, you know, Kuznetsov, Oshie, uh, Backstrom, John Carlson, like all of these studs, like a really star-studded cast. Uh, I mean, that just goes to show you like Ovechkin's prowess, I guess you could say. But uh, uh, to be completely honest, I'm not feeling good at all. I'm I'm sick because wow. yeah, because I mean, if we can't get him back, if I mean that it that's our our top line, the entirety of the top line, aside from. I mean, who the hell has Carlson been been paired up with? I mean, maybe uh, a Dylan, like, I, I don't know, like some average above average uh, defenseman that's kind of stay at home. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm kind of scared uh, to be completely honest. I mean, we have Ovechkin. That's, we have an Ovechkin. That's great. But can he get it done? All what my- percentage of Ovechkin do you have though? Because that. He missed eight out of the last – well, eight, now eight out of the last ten games. Mm-hmm. And the other one game that he, did, that he didn't miss, he took one twirl and left. So yeah. that tells me that this is a lingering injury. Mm-hmm. He now did I know, play, though, the last game. He did play. Yeah, he game. played, and he played over 20 minutes, I believe. But yeah. how, what percent – like – what percentage of Ovechkin do you guys have and what percentage of Ovechkin will it take for you to be con- more concerned about that? Is it, it, it's one of those uh, rules where, you know, 60% of Ovechkin is better than 90% of the goal scorers in the NHL. Right. But it's still a diminished OV. I, I think he's rested. I think he's, I think he's healed. I think that he's good to go. I think he's a hundred percent. Um, but, really? You know, okay. Just to throw a jab, I'd take a 75% of Etchkin over a hundred percent Marshawn. So. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, yeah. I, that's totally fair. And greatest goal, uh, greatest goal scorer of this generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Marshawn's still elite though. I'm, so hold yourself in check. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm a little bit more onto the uh, optimistic side of some of the things that you touched on. I think that these guys are going to play. And I think, they're going to step up. They, the guys that you're naming are veterans and they've been here before they've been in, they've been in the playoffs. They know what it takes. And I think that perhaps the the rest that we're seeing, I guess, coming out of uh, the Ovechkin situation, but, but also like Carlson and stuff like that. I think that there's a chance that it's, I, I no matter what, I think this is going to be a good series. Oh, in, in no my doubt. opinion, but, but like, obviously if you don't have full capacity of, of the guys that you're naming here, then you guys might be in a, a little bit more trouble than I'm willing to wrap my head around. But uh, I, I think I'm kind of in the same same boat as you. I do have some nerves. I do think that the Bruins have health on their side. Uh, they've arguably goaltending on their side. The secondary scoring that was our biggest problem has kind of improved over the last couple of weeks. So the team feels a little bit deeper. It's not perfect. The Bruins aren't perfect. But honestly, like you're saying, your team's all banged up. Our ba- Our team has had some defensive uh, injuries and stuff like that this year that we've been battling through. But what, what NHL team is honestly hundred percent right now? Like that's right. That's the, the magic and the chaos, the chaos of, of the playoffs. It's who can get hot, who can get healthy enough and who can make that fucking run. 
No, no doubt. And, um, you know, so here's here's the thing. The the one thing that I think that I'm most worried about is the Kuznetsov-Samsonov uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that even if they're full of cortisone and painkillers, uh, you know, Oshi, uh, Backstrom, Schultz, they'll all be out there. I think that that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it could be four games. It could be whatever, but they'll be out there. Uh, you know, they are definitely, I'm sure thinking that, you know, this is the end of the season, you know, you have to, you have to do what you do. And, and like you said, all of those guys are bona fide professionals and, uh, not soft by any means. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that they'll be there, but the Kuznetsov and, and, you know, we touched on it. I think the first time we ever talked was that the Washington Capitals go by way of Kuznetsov, right? He's there. He is there biggest wild card. If he has an incredible season, the Washington Capitals are world beaters. If he has an average to a below average season, which is what we've seen the last two years, the Washington Capitals might get swept in the first fucking round by the New York Islanders. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, the and, and that's frustrating, right? Because you've seen the talent this guy has to take over games. And then when he's not doing it, everybody's like, you know, shaking their fists, torches and, and pitchforks out. The secondary concern there is Samsonov. Uh, we've been using a pretty solid goaltending tandem when he's been available, and I think it's been great. I think they're the the best young duo in in hockey right now. Uh, Vitek Vanacek has uh, performed above and beyond all expectations. I was excited to see him get a shot this year uh, over, you know, Lundqvist, uh, you know, because of the long term IR, and then even over Craig Anderson. Which I probably, I mean, you probably could have called that during the during <laughs> camp. Yeah. Uh, Craig Anderson though has been great. I mean, he's been good for us in relief, and he's won a couple games, you know. But he's had the vast minority of starts and playing time. Uh, so yeah, that being said, I mean, having that guy to fall back on, you know, you're really putting the entire playoff series on Vitek's head if if Samsonov's not available. I mean. Um, we're, I, I honestly have literally stayed away from the news because I don't want to get into the speculation and conjecture that can happen until Saturday. Uh, I'll probably look on Friday as to like what the hell is actually going to go on because things can get jumbled. But I think that, uh, you know, is Halak healthy for you? Uh, Halak's not going to be playing. Halak's not going to be playing. Yeah, Cassidy actually said earlier today that uh, Swayman is the number two. Wow. Straight that, up. Yep. I think uh, but there's also the general consensus in, in in Boston in general. Obviously, we have a lot of people who are really excited about Swayman because he's been a gangbuster since he got called up, but he doesn't sure. have the experience. And if if this series or any series falls on Swayman, Bruins are probably not making that deep of a run. Like we need we need Tuca to be everything that we're paying him to be if we're gonna go deep. Sure. So. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, um Rask has had bad luck against the Capitals, not to say that that's gonna continue or anything. I mean that's mm-hmm mostly an anomaly i'm sure but um i and and this is also you know completely uh based on superstition but i would mm-hmm. rather see tuka rash than fucking yaroslav halak mm-hmm. again uh and have him do what he's done to the capitals in the past i mean that that is a scar that will never never be covered up ever uh as far as what he did with the canadians yeah uh, so <laughs> I mean, I think that <laughs> if we have Samsonov, I feel comfortable at our goaltending matchup. I think it's even. I call it a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, 
between Rask and Swayman, but you know, it honestly, you could even give the edge to Boston, a uh, very tiny iota edge because of the veteran ability of Rask um, and the unpredictability of Swayman. But I, I'm worried about the skaters. I am. I'm very worried. Um, normally, I'm, I'm here to talk a lot of shit, but I'm really metering that down <laughs> right now because, uh, you know, otherwise, a healthy team, you know, at full capacity you know, an EA sports, uh, Chell, uh, simulation. I think that these teams are pretty evenly matched. And, and honestly, I would give the edge of the capitals. I think that we play just as heavy as a game. We're just bigger. And I think that our talent is just a little bit more top end. And that's really mm-hmm. the only edges that I'd give. Um, I think that the Bruins bring great structure and defensive, uh, shutdown ability along with the ability to score. But, uh, if anything, I mean, it's been, Tim Thomas days since uh, we've seen each other in the playoffs. So this is a somewhat odd matchup, Mm -hmm. Uh, probably something that would only be reserved for a a conference final. And we're seeing it in the first round. So I'm in any case, excited to see this matchup and everything else that's going on around the league. Yeah. No, I mean like looking at these matchups is so incredible, honestly, like obviously I think Boston and Washington is going to be an excellent series, but looking at like Toronto and Montreal, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that hockey, that's hockey, so hockey incredible, man. Explode. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's favorite team versus the French Canadians. Jesus Christ. I mean, God. Like, uh, I, uh, if there weren't two more obnoxious fan base, I mean, and then, <laughs> you know, the Penguins are still in it. So they're, they're those, that, those fans, you know, which who I think are like the dumbest 10% of all human population. <laughs> they're going to be, I mean. Let's hope it, they get trotzed, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. The man. First round's gonna be the first round's gonna be nuts, and then yeah. uh, I think that definitely also, starting off with a bang. Also, not for nothing that the the, the uh, as a as a neutral fan, the series that I'm most looking forward to, other than ours, is Florida versus Tampa Bay. That's yeah. gonna be a fucking street fight. Yeah, I oh, can't yeah. wait. The battle wait for that Florida. One. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Hockey. Hockey's yeah. fucking weird, but. I want to kind of circle back a little bit to to a point that you made about Kuznetsov. Okay. Um, are you at all concerned with the fact that he has kind of been in Lavi's doghouse a little bit this year due to disciplinary issues? Yeah, I think they're exploring a trade, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. Mm. I, I really do, um, which is unfortunate because, like I said – Kuzi's been a fan favorite. Um, I like him. I can see his ability to uh, – control games but much like Malkin in Pittsburgh he's direct everything that he's done you know has got a lot of ire uh you know directed at him and you know I'm, I'm kind of in that boat too the thing with Malkin is that he doesn't get in team trouble you know this is the second time he's been on COVID protocol you know not only is that just bad for your health in general like it shows a lack of you know uh, you could speculate and say it's a lack of caring or whatever. He also um, got internally suspended by Lavi. He, he was straight up healthy scratched, which right. for, yeah, which for a guy of Kuznetsov's talent and ability, in addition to all the COVID stuff, it's like something's not getting through. Sure. Some, somebody Step missed back. a team breakfast. I think that's what it was. Right. <laughs> so, ah, the Sagan defense. <laughs> the Lavi did not take responsibility for any of those suspensions. You're kidding me. Lavi doesn't take. 
<laughs> I so this, no! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, don't you think that a coach in his position and his experience level would have come out and said, yeah, I fucking canned him. I sat him. Fuck him. You, right? would, you would think that, but Lavi's a different animal, man. He's hey, a totally different animal. Maybe that is. And, and again, our first year with this coach, but um, I'm not sure that locker room would agree with what he said. I mean, they, it has been reiterated several times that it is a, a team decision. It was a team decision. It was a team mm. decision. Everything that I've read has said that the suspe- the, the healthy scratching of Kuznetsov and then the subsequent protocol in COVID, like, so I guess something must have come out where he was on COVID whatever after the healthy scratch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been a weird turn of events because nobody really knows what the hell is going on, but it's obviously a co or, or Kuznetsov versus the team. Yeah. Um, whether that be management, whether that be coaching, whether that be locker room, um, it's not working out. Um, I, 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 Look, if 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 it was a team decision, truly, like which again, I don't think that the Caps locker room would let Laviolette put the onus on the team when it wasn't truly a team mm-hmm. decision. If it was I a team decision, the final call has to come from Lavi, though. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if but if Lavi came in the locker room and said, "Look, these two missed," and then Samsonov's been implicated as well, these two missed a team meeting. Um, uh-huh. let's, you know, what do you, what do you guys think? And if the locker room was either silent or said, let's bench him then, or, or we trust you coach to make the call, you know, I agree with it. I, and, and look, you're a professional, you get paid to play hockey. If you can't show up during down a stretch run mm-hmm. when, when, you know, these last games were incredibly important to us. Uh, and, you know, we're chasing another division title, like who, you know what? Why wouldn't you show up for that? And you should pay the consequences. So I'm 100% for his benching. If <laughs> if it truly is what the media has said it is, yeah. And to be completely honest, Caps media is not maybe as <laughs> overblown as Boston's uh, <laughs> in the sense that generally what they report is solid um, and not too Homer biased. They're uh, not all. They're not all haggardy. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. But, you know, I have to, I have to say that if that is the truth and, and, you know, Kuzi bailed on a team meeting, he should be benched. And mm-hmm. this is spiraled out of control to a point where he hasn't been back. He's been on COVID protocol twice. So like, if you get on there twice, you've broken some rule, right? I mean, you would have to think if you and one other person who is also in the previous round of, of COVID uh, protocols, which was Samsonov, our, you know, golden boy franchise goalie, you know, that's a bad look, especially if you're the golden boy, you know, mm-hmm. like he needs to be out there, you know, proving himself. And and like I said, if you're going to, if you're going to start in DC, you got to steal the net. Um, I thought he played really well when he came back and gave VTech a run for his money, but VTech must've, you know, forgive the pun kept his nose clean and very good and thank you has been performing you know he's mm-hmm. one of the best rookie goalies this year i think he's yeah. got the most wins of all rookies so yeah no i mean i i agree with you this was supposed to kind of be a little bit more of samsonov's coming out party and it ended up be vtex like he went right. in 
it, that's what happens when you shoot job. yourself in the he foot. This, yeah, but he mm-hmm. he took this fucking job and he deserves it. So mm-hmm. sure, and he, and you know, Samson has had the hat trick of fuck ups here. Yeah. All right, you know, justified all you want, but he was out there. He got in an ATV crash where it was reported from Russian media that the neck and back injury was extensive, and it was extensive enough for him to stay home from the bubble mm-hmm. last season, mm-hmm. uh, where we could have definitely used him, and then. Coming into this season early on, he has these like antics where he's on COVID protocol. Okay, fine. Two strikes. I find this to be the third strike. He's on COVID protocol again. And you're just like, fuck. I I mean, I think that he's going to get a little bit more leeway because like I said, golden boy uh, face, you know, franchise goalie, or at least expected to be, he might get another shot, but he's in the doghouse major. Something's definitely not getting through to that boy. Right. So I, I feel no remorse. I just hope that if the Caps do find a suitor for Kuznetsov, who comes relatively cheap for somebody who can approach the hundred point mark, mm-hmm. you know, in, in his in his in his best, um, and he should be kind of in his prime years now. We've got him for seven point eight a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we're going to get any Jack Eichels out of it, and I, I don't <laughs> know. But I'm thinking that you know, who a knows? Line center. Solid second line center and a pick, you know, second round pick. I mean, if they can pull off a first round pick, holy shit, that would be a good return uh, and and a serviceable second line center. But, you know, Kuznetsov and Lars Eller were, uh, Lars Eller, I think, was a linchpin to the Stanley Cup. So I, you know, that strength down the middle to have a good two way player down the middle was so key. Um, But, you know, again, to lose that top end playmaking ability that Kuznetsov has, it's it's going to be tough to replace. I'm not really sure there's many centers in the league who can do it, uh, or would, or not only do it, but fit in cap. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, are you saying that you think that Samsonov, if he's not available, like you don't think Vitek's going to get every start to begin with? Oh no, I do. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. especially with Samsonov being on this last tail end of drama. Yeah. I think that VTech is now the clear number one. Yeah. Lavulette gave Samsonov every chance to steal the net and he was making a strong case for it um, up until about four or five, you know, maybe even 10 games ago. Mm-hmm. And then this kind of starts happening and you're just like, you know, well, fuck, I yeah. guess it's going to be VTech because mm-hmm. and then we might go into the playoffs with the VTech uh, Craig Anderson tandem, and that is not a good look. That I, that's not a look that I'm com- comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, earlier on the show, Andrew brought up the fact that uh, that these uh, both teams' top six can easily just go to war with each other in this series. Can't obviously, fucking wait. Obvious, obviously, some of that's going to have to do with uh, the injuries that you're discussing and and uh, speculating on. But a, a healthy or relatively healthy Caps top six is going to be a handful and. Andrew says Bruins seven. I think because of some of these injuries and and just the way that teams are lined up right now, I think Bruins can possibly take it in six. But there's no way that this series is not going to go deep. And mm-hmm. if it does go to game seven, then both teams are playing well enough, and it's it's a fucking coin toss, man. These two teams match up so well, and we've seen it this year. They basically split the season series. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agree, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals scored this series. No, um, I think it's going to be a low low score. I think there's going to be chances traded. I think we'll, that we'll get into trading chances, but mm-hmm. I think both teams really want to play a good defensive structure. Um, any breakdowns are probably going to end up in the back of your own net. Um, I think that your first or your second line will be matched up on our fourth because they've played such an incredible shutdown role, and they're just experts at 
burying the puck. And then just when you think, okay, well, we're going to just contain them to the, to the corners, we'll get off on this shift and then things will return back to normal. They'll funnel some odd chance towards the net. You know, Carl Hagelin's been scoring Hathaway Dowd. I mean, they, they just have such great chemistry and, and are relentless on the puck. Uh, something that, you know, obviously I wish a player like Kuznetsov would, would kind of uh, get on. And that's why we traded Verona during the deadline. But uh, well, that and a, and a, and he needed a scenery change, but you know, yeah. we don't have to, that um but you know we'll see how how it matches up but i would i would suspect that the fourth line will be getting a lot of shutdown responsibilities against the the top talent on the bruins i, yeah. I would it's gonna be a hell of a series man i'm really excited about it I mean, we've been we've been just trying to fast forward through the end of this regular season for fucking weeks now and just get to the playoffs this is the best time of the year when it comes yeah. to being a sports fan we definitely oh, did yeah. that last game of the season where we just basically brought out Providence and gave you yeah. g- gave you guys <laughs> hell. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that was a great uh it was a great game. I mean, I have to talk about that Rawful goal though. I mean, the disrespect was just <laughs> on top of the I mean, off the back of the goalie's head and into the yeah. net. If I score that in beer league, like somebody's <laughs> trying to fight me for sure. Um I mean, you gotta love it. And this is a guy. I think that's his no, first, I don't. <laughs> that's his first goal, uh, and and to be have it be like that buzzer beater off the back mm-hmm. of. The, I mean, he was a good. That puck left his stick a good foot behind the mm-hmm. goal line. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a hell of a shot. Yeah, where the hell does that come from, Raffle? I mean, it he's was, done. A that job. was some Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> it really Straight was. <laughs> that's an that was an asterisk goal. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, and, and, but it's great to see him step up. He's a veteran. You got to love it. Uh, he's been a kind of sitting in at center as well for some shifts and has been doing a great job. I mean, I think he's good in the dot, uh, wins some face-offs and, uh, is defensively responsible and he's a, not a small guy, you know, you, you wouldn't, it's, uh, it's, until you have those type of players on your team, you don't really respect their size or, or no, but you know, the caps, obviously that's kind of one of their sticking points to be big. Um, be big or ultra skilled. Um, Not that, that's so, how you get. That's how you get an Anthony Manta. Right, exactly, yeah. and that's how we get. That's how we get a, a Manta there, the Manta Ray, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm. I, I'll say this: if, if we roll out with that team, though, I mean, it's going to be tough uh, against the high-powered offense that the Boston Bruins can bring. I, I'm definitely not feeling confident in that squad, but, you know, we had a Backstrom, we had back in, you know, make sure Schultz is ready to go. And, you know, TJ Oshie, he brings a whole new uh, aggression and forward checking mixed with talent uh, into the mix. So, um, you know, I'm sure it felt good for the boys to win this one, but they've got to be a little bit nervous as well, as far as personnel goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very interesting to see two teams finish the regular season exactly how they're going to start the postseason like four days later it's i don't know i don't know if i've ever seen that at least from a a bruins perspective but give us a uh give us a player to watch for in this series somebody somebody that's going to be a a key person obviously you've touched on a few players that need to be back or need to be healthy but give me give me somebody to boo Mm, you know that's a good one um and i'm gonna i'm gonna go with justin schultz here okay Mm-hmm. The reason being is that, you know, yeah, obviously, like you're going to have to watch out for TJ Oshie if he's healthy, Backstrom, OV, all those guys. But 
When Schultz has been healthy, he's added an incredible one-two offensive punch because he's been separated from Carlson. Like you never see those two on the ice at the same time. Um, in fact, I thought that he was at cer- certain points a better uh, power play quarterback at times than uh, than JC was. You know, obviously JC is my boy. He's going to be he's going to be there. He's going to be great. Um, but having that offensive threat on the back end, you know, activating the D is a big thing. You know, the capitals rotate a ton, right. And especially in the offensive zone, like a D steps up and then it's onto the wing or whoever the closest forward is to, to slough back. But the rotation is so key there. Um, they hone in on it. Sometimes they even have been playing like the, uh, like an umbrella type setup where it's three across the blue line, at least momentarily after a face off. So having that support there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I would say Justin Schultz and then a quick follow-up, another blue liner is Dmitry Orlov, who has just been, he's a good physical presence. He's a good defenseman, but he's also got some offensive punch and has been scoring a little bit recently. So uh, those two blue liners, I think are really going to be, you know, offensively, possibly a, a very big addition um, if they can come out and have, you know, four or five great games, right. Especially, you know, putting points on the board and whatnot. Um mm-hmm. But, dude, I, like I said, I'm so – I literally haven't even researched any of what's going on with the Capitals because they've held it so close to their chest, you know. Um, and like I said, if Saturday, if they come out full regalia, Kuznetsov, Samsonov, everybody's back, you know, I'm feeling a lot better. But uh, yeah. I, I don't – I can't even speculate as to what that what that's going to really look like, uh, yeah. responsibly at least. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. My my dream is is that yeah it was just a farce everybody was just getting rested up and we're gonna just plow through the entire uh, series and then go on and beat the Penguins in the next series and then hit a hit a conference final and from there it's obviously Cup City right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's well, our, there's a little bit of what I was expecting that there it is yeah <laughs> well our our uh, our general our general manager uh, put up a uh, vote of co- vote of extreme confidence for our team uh, today when uh, somebody asked him uh, what do you think of your what do you think of our of your center depth and all he said was Charlie Coyle's playing the wing <laughs> <laughs> which is a what which is an amazing soundbite yeah <laughs> so the bulletin board material starting already let's go yeah no doubt absolutely absolutely and uh i mean you know is uh you guys are all pretty healthy right is Krejci back in or yeah. he's back right? yeah, he's, he's back, back. Yeah. yeah i mean I, at this point in the season i'm pretty sure everybody's some level of dinged up and that goes for every fucking player in the nhl unless they're not worth shit to begin with but right uh rask has missed some time in the last like month and a half or so so this is about as rest up as rested up not to mention it's a shorter season or whatever but this might be the the most he has left in the tank heading into a playoff run and in, in his career. I think this is the first time we've had more than one day off consecutively in two months yeah 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 no doubt yeah. Now, it's it's been a fucking sprint mm-hmm. I do have a question I mean do you think that this being that you know maybe some players are a little timid coming off injury, you know, getting back into the groove of things, you know, especially the caps. Do you think that this is going to be a physical series? Do you think oh, that yeah. we're going to see a oh, lot of it? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get dirty and it's going to get dirty pretty quick. Yes. Yeah. We won't mention any names, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of, uh, of Nope. I'm putting on an egg timer the moment you say his name <laughs> and we're going to limit it to 30 seconds. I swear to God. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, yeah. I mean, who, who knows? I, yeah, I, I agree. You know, the capitals rely on that, right. They, they have to, they, I feel like you can't have a, a DC team if they're not banging. Right. So yeah. Hathaway is um, definitely going to be an X factor in that situation, in that kind of situation for sure. Absolutely. Leading the league in, in hits and uh, mm-hmm. the team at least. So, uh, you know, love to see that from that guy. And, and again, I think that our fourth line, you know, and here's the thing, the, the 2018 cup, the fourth line started scoring at a ridiculous rate. Right. I mean, Devontae, Devontae Smith, Pelly. Yep. 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 Jay Beagle, you know, I mean, you've got these guys who previously weren't lighting it up and then just finding a groove and just playing with such swagger. If we can get into that again. Um, and the, I mean, I'll be the last one to say that the fourth line is going to carry us through a series, but if that happens, holy shit, watch out. Um, (laughs) I mean, I would love to see it, but uh, you know, I'm not going to put any money on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're going to play their role and they're going to play it well. And hopefully, you know, the, the best that I can, I can hope for is a couple, a couple Carl Hagelin breakaways getting stuffed and, you know, um, some shutdown roles being played very well against your top line, you know, the perfection line as it were. Don't know. He had to say it. I fucking hate that so much. It's yeah. It's it's NBC. It's NBC just being fucking douches, basically. Well, yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just NBC. Uh, It was Joe Haggerty that that um, coined that phrase. And then NBC. You've now said his name on this podcast twice today, and I fucking hate you for it. I can't I, I hate myself. You will never hate me as much as I hate myself for mentioning him. But that was where it came from. And every time NBC mentions that, I'm pretty sure he's just diddling himself to completion for that because he thinks he did something relevant. I fucking hate that name. I want it dead and buried. God. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited for this series, man. It's, thanks again. Any anytime we've had you uh, or your partner in crime on this podcast, or any sort of crossover event or anything like that, with I know he's joined you. Uh, it's it's a pleasure talking to you guys. Caps have been a fun team to watch this year and a fun team to hate on. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun series, and I really appreciate your perspective. And I think our listeners probably will too because you just might've opened a little bit of hope for any of the people who weren't quite thinking that we matched up right properly with that. I I'll be honest. If it wasn't, if, if obviously we never want the penguins in the first round, but uh, my second choice would have never been, I mean, I mean the second worst for us would absolutely have been Boston in the entire division. Um, I just think think we all wanted the Islanders right off the bat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. For sure. Um, but no, I appreciate the praise, man. And, and likewise, it's been great talking to you. Uh, so happy that uh, we've made this connection. We're like friends now. So that, that's All right, great. Friends. Uh, <laughs> you got some awesome social media interaction along with some um, collabs. Uh, we'll definitely have to get you guys on at a time when, um, you know, whether it be a post series or, or whatever that is. Oh, sure. um, whenever, we can, whenever we can work it in, we'll have to do it. But we'll let you go, dude. I hope all of your fears come true. And, uh, <laughs> but honestly, I would say best of luck. But obviously, we're playing each other. But honestly, like I, I hope you enjoy the series. I know we will. So no doubt, no doubt, no harm, no, harm, no foul. And we'll see what we'll see what happens come Saturday. Absolutely, look out for our chirps. They're going to be coming hot and heavy at every step <laughs> of the way. Sure. Cheers, uh, my dude. I can't wait for those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, hey, take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely, dude. We'll see you later.
Take care, buddy. Yeah.